may not have a film fixation, but we're here for a noir education. Beebity boo, doot doodle doo, deep da pow. Hello and welcome to a real education noir. Noir. You need to put a thing on that, <laughs> and like a, a like an echo. Noir. No, actually, I think I just need a saxophone. I was going to say yeah. yes. A saxophone going on. Yeah. 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 Jazz is bad. Bongos. Bongos. Totally need yes. bongos. Okay. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Bumbo. <laughs> <laughs> You said bongos. That's I did say my... bongos. I am so sorry. It's no, I'm not so sorry that I said bongos. <laughs> Never be sorry. Never ever. So, ladies and gentlemen, did you I... want coherent? Oh, you my bad. The wrong crew. Uh, I'm so sorry. My bad. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am Melissa, and these are my co-hosts, Wendy, hello, and Allie. Hi. And we are going to be talking about a lovely little film called Out of the Past. There was the past and it came out of it. Yes. So before we get started, if I remember right, neither of you have seen this movie before, correct? I don't recall that I have. Okay. Now it could be given my, you know, sorted past that once it starts, (laughs) I go, oh, wait. I did see this. <laughs> this one's a little harder to track down, so it, it's entirely possible that neither of you guys have seen it. it but it is, uh, it has been recently brought out on DVD and is much more widely available than it has been for a while. Mm. So, dear listeners, you can uh, track it down yourselves. So, first of all, Wendy and Allie, what do you guys know about this movie? I honestly, I haven't, I didn't do any research. I didn't look anything up. Good. With a title like Out of the Past, knowing it's a film noir. Probably somebody's past is going to bite them in the ass, right? Something they did in the past is going to show up and they're going to be like, oh, shit, I thought that was done with. Isn't that like 90% of films noir? Well, yeah. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) One of the the things I both love and kind of hate about films noir is that uh, a lot of the titles just kind of blend together. (laughs) It's all dark and past and shadows and 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 evil and bad. Grit. So much grit. Yes. (laughs) And dames. And heat (laughs) and fury and bad. So I, I will give you a, a, a brief primer on Out of the Past. Uh, it was made in 1947, so and it's an American film. It is right in the prime spot of the film noir era. Uh, it is directed by Jacques Tourneur. Okay. Who is the director who made a little movie called Cat People. Uh, oh! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's, he's quite famous for doing Cat People for RKO and then having this career where he had these tremendously atmospheric horror movies and noir films. Okay. He, he was born in France, but uh, when he was very young, uh, he moved with his father to Hollywood. His father was also a film director, so he came up through the Hollywood ranks, uh, old school style. Like, he started out as a script boy and, and worked his way up. Um, if I had a time machine, yeah. I would go back in time and I would work my way up through the ranks in Hollywood. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. I'd be a script girl. I'd be good at it. <laughs> I believe that. But uh, this this movie also features two very, very manly man actors. Oh. Uh, two, two very manly man actors with dimples in their chins. Kirk Douglas? We have Kirk yep. Douglas, <laughs> the most famous chin butt of all. And Robert Mitchum. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mitchum. Mitchum sounds like a fragrance, right? <laughs> like Mitchum What's should it? smell like man. Mitchum. 
Mitchum makes you smell like a man. Oh, wait, that's that's Mitchell I'm thinking of. <laughs> or tires. Tires. Yeah. tires. Tires are manly. Tires are very manly. So, dear listeners, we are going to go off and watch this, this movie. And okay. then we will return and talk about it in depth. We just watched the entirety of Out of the Past. What did you think, ladies? Oh my god, that was amazing. (laughs) I um, I loved it. (laughs) I liked it better than Touch of Evil. Yeah, there's a lot to like in that movie. Well, it's, um, you've got a protagonist who is a lot more solving the problems, Mm -hmm. staying one step ahead, being smarter than everybody else, figuring it out, a protagonist that you're rooting for. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot more engaging on that level than Touch of Evil, where your protagonist is just a morally upright man who is just being kind of there. willfully yeah. blind to just how fucked up things are around him. He's like, <laughs> what? I, I let them take my wife to an abandoned motel. What could possibly go wrong? I'm busy. I've got to be... I've got to be this fellow right here who's going to do this thing and then not figure out how to turn down the fucking radio. By the way, <laughs> you can edit back, that back into the last podcast because that, was, that just, yes. I'm like, turn it the fuck down, you dipweed. How are you not figuring out that's echoing? Are you deaf? No, I got my out of the past. Yes. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> I always forget, oddly enough, I always forget how much I like Robert Mitchum until mm-hmm. I watch him again. I'm like, you just so good it, it he's just, I know. he's just so good he's one of those people that like every time i see him on screen i'm like god i've seen you in something before and the answer is like every good thing ever well but, yeah you know uh, well, it, night of the hunter and uh, well, i'm like oh everything. chin dimple yeah okay i know chin who you are <laughs> sleepy eye sleepy eyes and chin dimple Ch- yeah. chin dimple that's not kirk douglas yeah, yeah. sir also yeah. appearing in this film yes <laughs> Oh, and what a script. That is the other thing oh, is so that good. Touch of Evil is a it's it's a great movie, but the script in this is so fucking snappy and it's, it's just full sharp. of it's just full of snark. Oh yeah. He is a snarky motherfucker. You will and, cut yourself on his dialogue. Oh, and <laughs> yes. when he smacks her down, it oh, is so goodness. satisfying. Yeah. You need to leave. I have to sleep in this room later. Oh my oh. god. <laughs> oh, he said that. I'm sorry, you just won this one and you need to just leave. Just, yeah. just, oh. just go. The, the, There's the, nothing the, you could say now. <laughs> the, it was based on a on a book called was it Build My Gallows High. Yes. yes. But the screenplay was written by a gentleman named Daniel Mainwaring who uh, wrote hard-boiled detective novels under a pseudonym. And uh, a couple of the other things he worked on were Against All Odds. Ah! (laughs) Which which Wendy mentioned as we were watching the movie. And a little thing called (laughs) Invasion (laughs) of the Body Snatchers. The 50s one. The 50s Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Well, now I want to go back and watch that and maybe I'd notice like the dialogue more. I quite yeah. like the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but I mostly love it because it's not the 70s one, which traumatized me. Mm-hmm. And so my mom showed me the 50s one to try to show me that there were other versions of the story that weren't nearly so terrifying mm-hmm. and body horror-ish. So maybe I should watch it again. It 
I don't know. Oh, the, the script is really sharp on it. Is it? Okay. Because oh, yeah. yeah. when I watched it, I was not quite as aware of just how great dialogue could be. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this has that what it, you know there there was just a sweet spot in the 40s where dialogue in films which because you you had all these amazing screenwriters working like preston sturgis and and this dude and and the, dialogue wasn't necessarily naturalistic but it it just popped yeah yeah oh it, just, it was very writerly and well in yeah. just the way he and kirk douglas by use the way they use dialogue to, to like basically to needle each other well to like front at each other like two two like animals in the wild trying to assert their dominance yes. like partridges puffing up the yes <laughs> oh, i'm puffing up my chest yeah i'm puffing up well look why don't we just sit down and we'll have a drink okay i can have a drink fine we can have a drink i can't sit down my chest is puffed too far to sit at this table oh my god <laughs> my chest is filled with cigarette smoke oh my god there's, there's so, so much smoking <laughs> oh like, my goodness like even you know on the scale of 40s movies there is so much smoking i just having movie. a nick fit just watching that film yeah. he it, is either smoking a cigarette lighting a cigarette or, or throwing, throwing a, cigarette a cigarette away <laughs> yeah <laughs> Throwing a cigarette away so he can get another cigarette. Like, Robert Well, Mitchell but there's does... that great moment where he walks in and somebody offers him a cigarette and, and he's like, already smoking. smoking. I'm already smoking. <laughs> cigarette smoking. That was apparently improvised because Robert Mitchum had been smoking so much on the set, he forgot and walked on into the scene with an already lit cigarette forgetting that he was supposed to take a cigarette. And so, you know, Kirk Douglas proceeds with the scene. If you want a cigarette? And he's like... I guess not, because <laughs> I'm apparently smoking. 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 <laughs> By the way, the script is smoking. What? Oh, but it honestly, you could make a drinking game out of how just they threw away the cigarette drink. You'd be you'd be toast by the end. Yeah, that would be alcohol poisoning. I was going to say, hospital. I think you would there be calling a, me an ambulance. There would be a lot of... Smokey the Bear would fucking hate this movie. Yes. There would be a lot of forest fires started yeah. by those cigarettes. Also, the litter. All the litter that you saw in Touch of Evil... <laughs> came yeah. from is, this dude's chain is from, smoking He's throwing away cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but let's talk about... Yeah, Robert Mitchum, he's fantastic. Yes, Kirk Douglas, also great. But who is so great in this movie is Jane Greer. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. She she is fully believable when she's being soft and dewy and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And then all she does is just like just something in her eye shifts slightly. Her yes. mouth drops slightly and suddenly, suddenly she's just like, yeah, well, fuck you too. <laughs> yeah, suddenly it's, it's you don't the get to judge poison. Me. You know. beautiful. Don't forget, I'm in charge now. I'm. No, I don't think you're gonna let me. The mm-hmm. end of that film comes out with. So you're running the show now, and I just kind of wanted to lean back and go. Now, no, she, she oh. has been running this show since the moment, since before the film started. Yeah. She has been running the show since day one. Mm-hmm. She showed mm-hmm. up. The show was hers. <laughs> <laughs> She just let all the men around her believe that they had some modicum of control. <laughs> oh. Yeah, she's just amazing. Oh, my, great role. So great. Great actress. My one complaint is yeah. I couldn't keep track of the three locations in San Francisco to understand how he was being set up. And ultimately, I just gave up. I'm like, well, he's being set up and he knows how he's being set up and he's working it. But mm-hmm. because 
Well, it's like you, you, the... you couldn't quite tell where he was initially, but, you know, by the middle of the scene, it's like, oh, he's here because this is what he's doing. Well, there's but, yeah. there's one apartment and her apartment. Yeah, there there's Eel's apartment. But... There's her apartment. And there's Eels, a manager's office. But what he yeah, thought there's... was Carson's apartment yeah. was actually Eel's apartment. Yeah. But then he knew to go to Telegraph Hill. And I'm like, when? where did he learn but about this? But that was this? her place. Yeah, but when did he learn about that? Because when he met her at her apartment, it was Eel's apartment. See? <laughs> See? It's very strange. Anyway, you have to watch the movie. And then maybe I've been drinking wine. So maybe you'll spot what I missed. That it's like, well, Wendy's an idiot. It was right there. Because <laughs> Lord knows that's never but, happened. But you need to, you need to drink... A bottle and a half of wine first and half a pizza. Then you can be on Wendy's level when you watch this. Okay, yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if we're going to go for a control group, that's what you need to do. So have somebody next to you, drink a bottle and a half of wine, eat half a pizza, and have you be next to them not doing that and then see what each of you thinks of the movie. Please report back your results. <laughs> we must for, do this for science. For science! 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 <laughs> um, so yeah, I yeah. loved Jane Greer, who was also, I looked it up, in Against All Odds. Oh, yeah, she was. I'm just like, oh, that's beautiful. Drink Greer is kind of an interesting person, you know, just behind the scenes, too. She was uh, once upon a time, very briefly married to Rudy Valley. Oh, <laughs> but uh, this this marriage happened while she was the object of affections of Howard Hughes. Uh, oh, like Howard Hughes found her and doted upon her. And she basically hurried up and married Rudy Valley to get away from him. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> well, and then, and then Howard Hughes somehow intervened, and basically her it, the the marriage to Rudy Valley crashed and burned, and she wound up back with Hughes, and he basically kept her imprisoned, like in his weird obsessive Howard Hughes way. But oh. she eventually got out of it. And... Maybe that's why she didn't do too many movies. <laughs> oh, that's disturbing. Yeah, oh. I know. But I know. you'll start watching the movie, and as it starts. You're like, oh, this, I'm like, it, it reminded so me, mm -hmm. it reminded me of Casablanca. Mm -hmm. Like, um, we're going to meet up. We're going to get away. Oh, wait, no, we can't. It mm -hmm. reminded me of Against All Odds mm -hmm. of, oh, I need you to go find this woman yep. and bring her back to me. Oh, but then you've fallen in love with her. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and it also reminded me of History of Violence. Yeah. Yeah. Very much the same structure. The... The I'm hiding out and uh, my past is caught up. With my me. past comes and finds me. And, yeah. and I'm like, but I like this life, this soft, simple, idyllic life where I married a cheerleader and everything was good. Mm -hmm. I liked this. Mm -hmm. No. <sighs> I, but I, it's a film I, noir, so everything's terrible. <laughs> Oh, but it's it's beautiful. There's trench coats terrible. and there's hats. Oh, and there's yeah. lots of cigarette smoke and a lot of whiskey bourbon. And um, <laughs> and there's even classic literally stepping in and out of shadows. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Turner, um, it, his style is not so overt in Out of the Past as it is in stuff like Cat People. But you can tell, like, he's, he's fairly straightforward in most of his scenes. It's kind of very Michael Curtiz-like where, yeah. you know, very well constructed but almost really invisible style. And then you get to those really turning points scenes and then suddenly the lighting's from below and there's, uh -huh. you know, all the, these bizarre, really dramatic shots and... 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just yeah, classic gets, just gets backing dark. into a dark doorway and around the corner or backing behind a bush and then and then peeking out with just the face and, oh, and beautiful lighting on like that one kiss yes. from yeah. behind and the, the key light there was just like, okay, yep, that's pretty. Good job. That was amazing. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. A very, very satisfying experience. I want to tie a bow on it. It's so pretty. <laughs> but I don't agree that Robert Mitchum needed to die at the end. I feel like yeah. he, I feel like according to the moral code, the moral Hayes code, that he could have been allowed to get out of it. Right. It yes, could. He didn't actually kill anybody. Right. He wasn't actually a bad person. He was actually honest, but he was in the grimier side of life. Mm-hmm. So also, according to the rules, there was no way somebody that grimy should end up with somebody that pure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, he was tainted. <laughs> he was tainted. And he, he but he even ultimately proved his worth in that he sacrificed himself. Because mm-hmm. he called the cops, and he knew that no matter what, he was either he was going to go to jail because mm-hmm. she's going to pin it on him, and he's going to pin it on her. And even if they don't get shot, that the likelihood is because he's there's still a manhunt for him for those two murders. The only murder he could very definitely pin on her was going to be Wits. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Although, for as grim as it is, I do like the final moments of the film where the pure girl, Anne, was it Anne? Anne, Anne goes up to the deaf kid and she goes, well, was, was he going away with her? And the, you could tell deaf kid's making decisions. And he goes, yeah, to basically Give allow her, her to close the book on this guy and go on with her life. Which... Mm-hmm. And then he looks up at his name and, and tips, it's like, it's like tips his hat, yeah. like I did what you would have wanted me to do. Yeah, because you wanted her to be happy, mm-hmm. and she wouldn't have been happy being sad for the rest of her life. Yeah. But dude, that man was so friend zoning her. Oh yeah, oh, he's so what I deserve her because I've hung around her her whole oh. life waiting for her to love me. I, I, I keep putting coins in her, but she doesn't work like a vending machine. What's wrong? I'm <laughs> waiting. Just... I fixed her roller skates. Why doesn't she love me? <laughs> I deserve her and you don't. And so I'm going to tell you what you're going to do for her own. I'm not going to let her choose what she wants because she's just a woman. She has to choose me because that's what I want. Ah. Such a nice guy. And this is why I like the women so much better. Although, I mean, oh, she was, she was such a wonderful, magnificent human being. She was so manipulative, (laughs) but it was creepy the way she's like, now we can be together and you'll do just what I want. So what was great is she's starting to treat him like men treat women. Yes. 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 Oh my God. You're going to come along nicely. You're going to dress how I want. You're going to be my arm candy. And you're going to tell me every day that you love me and you like it. If it weren't for the fact that I knew that they can't get away with it because of the Haynes code, I would have been like, yes, please end this film with her dragging him off into the sunset. Yeah. Let him have the bad ending. <laughs> Let her win at his expense. Please. Yeah. I mean, Sorry, Miss Andre. <laughs> I mean, because when you watch a film noir, everybody knows like somebody, like women, there are going to be bad women who are going to be sassy and kind of amazing and that there are going to be good girls. And we all know that due to the tropes of the time that women are going to be mistreated or expected to be silent or um, be treated as property. But it really is the friend zone thing that really just 
crawled up my butt nice and guy. creeped yeah. me out. The, 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 nice, the nice guy. guy. The, the mm-hmm. quote, nice guy. Yes. The I deserve you because I put in my time. Yeah. Literally yeah. tipping his hat. <laughs> so we have a friend in Austin, Scott, and yes. he's been rewatching all of Friends. Oh. And he oh. got to like the fourth season. And as he's been like on Facebook, like, and I'm watching this and these are things, blah, blah. blah and he's like, oh my God, Ross is that guy who feels like women should like him simply because he's nice. Oh God. Yup. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know if I can keep watching this show. What an asshole. I'm like, yeah, that really is what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to mainstream media. <laughs> what? I'm a nice guy. Women should appreciate. Nope. Well, I got rejected. Nope, nope, they nope. shouldn't reject me. I'm nice. Ugh. <laughs> I deserve a girlfriend. This went off the rails, but that is such a good point. I will never be able to watch friends again. Mm-hmm. Well, I, <laughs> and I'm not even sad about that. I don't feel like I've had something of worth taken away from me. Well, I'm there's sorry. a lot of things that to when you go back like and watch friends. them, you're like, oh, oh, like 1941 mm-hmm. rewatching that up at Numathon. I'm like, I have such a fondness for this film. Oh, God, this is awful. <laughs> I still am yeah. fond of it, but I can't unsee how awful and rapey it was. Oh, mm-hmm. Anyway, well, we were still actually kind of. Oh, yeah. vaguely on point which is mm-hmm. problematic women things right. but this movie i i feel like i'd like more stories with kathy somehow yes like, like the additional the, the the prequels with kathy the prequels or, or like, the, the, or, the missing or, years kathy the, J- the missing years the jrr <laughs> tolkien unfinished tales of kathy the silmarillion of kathy, of kathy. <laughs> yes <laughs> That would be like I'm way back in her prehistory. For like, yeah, I would love. I love the story of how she ended up with wit, right? Yeah, yeah. But I would also like the story of how she found her way back to wit after killing yes. the dude. Yeah, exactly. I found that fascinating. Like, so yeah, the unfinished tales and the Silmarillion of Kathy. That is, I because I find Kathy fascinating. Also, she could wear those clothes and that hair. Yes, mm-hmm. what a gorgeous woman, too. Oh, oh right, mm-hmm. just. Her eyeliner game was amazing too. <laughs> Just right. saying. No, it really was. Yeah, yeah. It it really was, and it's fascinating to watch how they use makeup differently in those movies to to help denote what kind of a woman it is. Yes. Yeah. Because the woman playing Anne is very, also very beautiful, very classically beautiful, and I mean Anne is, and uh, Kathy Jane Greer is just classically gorgeous, and she's not like hot she's not like exotic she's Mm -hmm. but there but it's also the way they put the makeup on them with the eyeliner and it's not like they make kathy look like a slut it's just these subtle things of the lashes are a little bit longer that that's super stylish like the lipstick the lipstick it's the hair and the lipstick and the 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 little class slightly classier clothes mm -hmm. and the eye the eyebrows Mm -hmm. yeah and that Anne's makeup is a lot more naturalistic. The eyebrows aren't quite as arched. They're they're flatter. Yeah. Too. Yeah. She's a little. Yeah. She's plainer. Yeah. Well, not that beautiful, she's, but she's beautiful. Yes. Beautiful, but plainer. Yes. Small town. Yes. Conservatistic. Yeah. 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 I, so. I feel compelled to note that I put on eyeliner for this podcast because I'm an idiot. It's <laughs> podcast. And, yeah, but and I don't go anywhere without eyeliner on, but. Well, it's a Navarre podcast, so it was very appropriate. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I'm just, I appreciate makeup 
a lot. Well, okay, well really, if, if we truly wanted to be very method about this, we'd take up smoking. <laughs> yeah, but we could only smoke like a quarter of each cigarette and then have to throw it away. It'd be very expensive. Yeah, and then the house would burn down. Yeah, and... There's not enough asbestos Because in we wouldn't throw <laughs> it in a... <laughs> oh, that's right. We, just, we decided that nothing burned down in Out of the Past because everything was still made of asbestos. Yes. And even inside the <laughs> house, right. they don't find an ashtray. They just throw it on the floor. There's even a scene where he throws a cigarette down, leaves, somebody goes over and grinds out the cigarette on a carpet. Yeah. Like it it landed on a carpet and he doesn't pick it up and grind it out like in an ashtray. No, he grinds it out on a carpet. Like you just ruined a carpet. (laughs) For fuck's sake. I also love how he's... It's got scotch guard. It's fine. (laughs) And I also love how he's stealing cigarettes from other people. Yes. Like he punches out the manager dude and he steals a cigarette. Well, he punches him out. He gets the file he needs. Then he's like, Hey, look at this nice cigarette. Is it a cigarette lighter? It is. Well, fuck me then. Uh, Here's a cigarette and I will light it with this lighter. I wanted him to pocket the lighter. I wanted that so bad. And then he goes outside and he takes a cabbie cigarette. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And then gives it back to the cabbie. The cabbie's no, just take it. You just just finish it. He takes the cigarette out of the cabbie's lips, takes a drag, (laughs) and then puts puts it it back back in his mouth. mouth. And the cabbie doesn't immediately like, oh, God. the cabbie doesn't get grossed out. He like takes a puff and is like, you know what? Here, you can just finish it. It's okay. <laughs> like, oh, God, this tastes of whiskey and regret. I don't even want it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so glorious. <laughs> it was oh, a great love, film is what I'm trying I to say here. I love the scene where he, as he's on his way to meet Eels, and he's like, ah, I'm being, I feel like I'm in a frame. Time for me to go see what the picture is, which great dialogue. Yes. Oh, yeah. And he goes in and she and the one girl, different girl is all like, this is my cousin, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, right. And she goes off to get her coat and he just turns to this guy and is like, yeah, this is all bullshit. <laughs> Shit's going down. I think you know why, because you're trying to pull a fast one on a bad man. And I feel like I'm going to get framed for it. So... You should be reconsidering your life choices and I'll be back later for us to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Of course, they never get to because he gets killed in the end. But I love oh, yeah. that that is the tack he took. Yes. It's so smart. He's such a smart character. <sighs> so much fun. It's just a pity that he pity didn't. He doesn't make it. I think he was a victim of his own innate goodness. Because he couldn't see that how deep Kathy would go. He couldn't see that if you pinned Kathy that far, right, you pushed her that far to where Wit is now saying, you're going to take the fall, you're going to go to jail, or I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Like, do you, she killed one man before. Do you really honestly not think what, I mean, do, you're really still not aware of what she's capable of. Yeah. Are you really that convinced that she only killed him because she loves you? And then she immediately just walked the fuck away and disappeared? <laughs> like, you think that's... You think that's what happened, really? I mean, he's seen her cornered before. Like, personally seen it with his yes. own eyes. And here you've yeah. cornered her again and you're thinking, ha ha, I got her. And you should be, you shouldn't have been surprised. Well, I will say this. He wasn't very surprised. No, no he, he was just kind of like, oh, well, shit. <laughs> he walks in, he finds Wit murdered by her hand and he's not surprised. But if it, that didn't surprise him, then he should have been thinking far enough ahead to be like, um yeah so uh, what happens when i push her up against the oh that's what happens wit buddy by the My way wit, how about you and i since we've worked this deal out and she's gonna take the fall and neither one of us trust her how about we 
I don't know, lock her in a dog crate? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Put her in an airplane and something happens? Or how about we go ahead and turn her into the cops now? Yeah. And then we can work out the money later. And I give you the file, and that's just between us. How about we we do that now because that that can't be trusted. No, well, it's it's not like anybody knows what his financial records are anyway. Case in point, with the file. So <laughs> what are they going to do? Trace the money? <laughs> well, I think he was burning bonds. Yeah, yeah he, he, was, was, he was tossing them into the fireplace. He was burning money. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, just like he was just like you went this one has a trouble. smudge on it. It's going in the yeah. <laughs> He's looking through them and picking out the money he likes best. Uh, I like this one. It's 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 printed just a little bit darker than the others. It can stay. Uh, this one this one has a print mark error. That one goes. No, it's not perfect. No, so that's out of the past. Highly recommended. Very yes, yes. very sharp. Now that script. we've spoiled the whole thing for you, go and watch it. Yes, the the you intent of these is, is you go watch the movies along with us and and then join us. Oh yes. yeah, talk about them. Yes. yes, but if you didn't do that, oh my god, just do it anyway. Yeah, I mean whatever everything that we said here doesn't even do the movie justice. It's, oh god, it's wonderful no. to watch. It, it, sharp, crackling, yeah. snappy. Oh, so I mean good. seriously, like um. It was Mankiewicz who wrote Casablanca, right? Oh, crud. I can't remember. I believe so. But anyway. Um, uh, but a script as sharp as Casablanca in terms yeah. of some of the, the snap of the dialogue where you're just like, oh, I want to write that down. I want to use that. Oh, right? yeah. I want to file that one away for the I'm going to use that snap. in conversation someday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> but uh, a wonderful movie. And, and like I said in the intro, easier to find now than it used to be. Um yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy, enjoy. enjoy. Yeah. So that's been a real, real, edu- real education noir, and that's been Allie. Yo, and I've been Wendy, and Melissa can close it out. I'm Melissa. Bye bye. We hope you enjoy our film fixation. We'll see you next time on a noir education. Do 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 do